the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I like it. Here she is, Andrea K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you like it. I hope you like tonight's Andrea K. show. Glad to be back with you guys. Can you tell? I'm feeling a little bit better tonight. I think I've kind of gotten over the hump of the food poisoning as we roll into hump day tonight, what, what? babies. Hump day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hump day as we roll into this amazing, my favorite holiday of the year. I know that it's not getting as much celebration because there's been a war on Christmas for a while, but... And I know that it's become commercialized and people don't shop the way they used to. But you know what? Ain't nothing get you. You cannot ball humbug me, you Scrooges. I love, love, love Christmas. And I'm super excited to be rolling into this Christmas weekend, remembering that whatever is happening in the world and whoever is president, whatever is going on there, my king is still on the throne. I can tell you who's not president. Oh, yeah. Well, he was never elected. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into that. Yeah, You're going to be a Scrooge to Biden. That's what you're doing right now. I see what you're doing over there. <laughs> hey, 888-344-1170. So much breaking news to give to you guys tonight involving a drug that's being pushed out as the new therapeutic. We've got to talk about that. Supreme Court has said it. It's happening. The Supreme Court is going to hear two cases related to Joe Biden. The um, As Mr. Scrooge just said, is not really the president. We've got that to tell you guys about. Um, we've got breaking news happening with the Durham investigation to tell you guys about later on in the show. We've got two special guests, two good friends of mine. It's like Christmas every day when I have them on my show. My buddy Brian Maloney from Red Wave America is going to be here. He's got uh, some, everybody's counting on 2022, right? Oh, it's going to be a landslide for the Republicans in 2022. Well, you know, this may be the lump of coal that you might get in your stock. And he's got a warning to share with everybody about 2022. And we need to hear this, right? Because as we, wrote, we, as we wrap up this year, we're going into the holidays and we go into 2022. We've got to be honest about, about the challenges that we face, not take anything for granted and be prepared to um, have our spirits and our batteries recharged and be revitalized and ready to take this on as we go into 2022. Dave Elhoff will be here for his new Wednesday segment. He didn't know when he agreed to come on and start doing my news. You can use it. I was going to drag him on here every week. <laughs> um, but there's just breaking news every week right now on the economy, including uh, President Biden. Yeah, I said the P word to Biden today. As of right now, he is. He's recognized as the president of the United States, even if he's not mine. I hear you. I see you over there, Scrooge. He actually uh, gave a speech today um, related to the supply chain crisis that he said is not even happening. So we've got Elhoff to weigh in on that. And we'd love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. I'm already hearing from him, even though he hasn't been formally introduced. In fact, I'm even seeing some hand signals and some waving coming my way. <laughs> Y'all know who I'm talking about. It's my man, DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. We're putting the interests of America first. They're part of a long American tradition of proving democracy's critics wrong, of showing that we have the courage to stand up for what is right, and what is necessary? More Reagan, more Reagan, more Reagan is what we're going to be hearing on mm-hmm. uh, these little intros. Mm-hmm. And Andrea, I hate to be a Scrooge, but you know, as Brian might say a little bit later on, come twenty twenty two, even if it is a red wave of you know uh, of an election, what have they done for us lately? 
Yeah, we gotta we've got to be answering that question. What are they doing? Because things are things are pretty. I don't want to say dire, um, but they ain't great out there, right? They're not great out there because we've got, uh, we we do, I don't want to tease it out too much. We're going to talk about the supply chain issues coming up, but things are not great. There's a reason why the poll numbers for Joe Biden are even worse among Hispanics than they are for regular Americans. They're worse among minorities. Uh, they're, they're worse among the lower income in this country. Because everybody's feeling the squeeze about what's going on. So we're going to get into that with Brian uh, after the first break. I I want to go with the uh, top story of the day, though, which is that Pfizer, FDA, the FDA has authorized the use of of a drug that Pfizer is pushing out uh, that is basically going to be a therapeutic. It's supposed to be something you're going to be able to get prescribed Take it home. It's going to supposedly lessen the symptoms and make it be less severe of a case if you have to go to the hospital. What does that sound like? Sound like uh, something uh, that would be helpful, right, to treat the early symptoms so that somebody doesn't end up with pneumonia and going into the hospital and being forced onto a ventilator? Gee, this would be such great news. Except we already have therapeutics. Ivermectin, uh, hydroxychloroquine already do that. Yeah, we already have drugs we have ivermectin which actually won a Nobel. it's been ivermectin has been so tried and true and so tested it won the nobel peace prize hydroxychloroquine is so tried and true and tested that it's sold on 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 almost every country around the world except for the united states of america it's sold over the counter z-pack um budesonide prednisone are all common prescriptions that pretty much everybody in america has taken before Already FDA approved. No, no need to no need to be shoved out of anybody without proper testing under the Emergency Use Act. Follow the money, right? Andrea. Follow the money, and and who is behind this? Pfizer. Let me remind you. Think about this. Think about a, a drug being pushed out on the American people in less than a year under the Emergency Use Act that hasn't been properly tested by the same company who's got a shot out that went to the FDA and asked that the data related to that shot not be released to the American people for 55 years. Now, what are they hiding, right? I mean, there's no need to withhold the data for 55 years unless you're withholding the data for 55 years for a reason, right? This is the same Pfizer that in 2009 paid over $2 billion, not just in penalties, not just in some civil award, but for fraud. What did they what did they uh, get um, leveled levied a two billion dollar uh, charge for fraud for fall uh, under the False Claims Act? They were found guilty of bribing doctors to prescribe their drugs and suppressing trial results. How in the world is this drug manufacturer still in business? Why are they trusted at this time in our life? to be pushing out anything related to being called a vaccine or anything related to a therapeutic at this point under the Emergency Use Act. Because, yeah, it's all about the money. Pfizer is, I think, the number one uh, contributor to not only Democrats' campaigns, but most Republicans as well. So you're right. Follow the money. J&J, the, um, by the way, in, in the middle of doing my um, my research uh, for Pfizer, um J&J is Pfizer's actually received the second most f- fines over three billion dollars total. Is J&J number one? J&J is number three. Glax, Glasgow, Glax, I can't, G- Glasgow, Cliss, Smith, uh, Klein. I can't say it either. Yeah, <laughs> Glasgow, Smith, Klein 
is number one. Pfizer, number two, with over $3 billion in fines. And J&J is number three at 2.7. J&J's is most recent in 2013. It was also under the False Claims Act. And what was J&J most recently known for? Over a week ago, having the CDC taking their shot off the market because of blood clots. So we're looking at two of our main uh, quote vaccine manufacturers that were that were telling the American people that these shots were going to prevent only going to need one initially they were going to everybody there was going to be herd immunity uh, if you got it you would be not not able to get COVID again now you got to get three of these shots for now and you're still going to get COVID you're still going to get COVID and you feel comfortable taking this injecting yourself with this. And it's being pushed out under the, under the Emergency Use Act, which means it's not FDA approved. And also it's and what they're doing. And by using that, same thing with these shots, what they're saying is there are no other alternatives to use. So what this means is also if you're going to try to exercise the other options of tried and true drugs that we know work that that can be relied upon and be, be trusted, they're going to be fighting that. You're going to continue to have a battle on your hands if, if you do get sick. And even if you can find a doctor to prescribe it, you might have trouble getting it filled at a yeah, pharmacy. Yeah, the sad thing is you're going to end up to, at court. And by the time you're able to get it, it's going to be too late. Right. Um, Fauci had to admit today that, uh, that ba- there was a South African study that said that 74% of uh, – oh, no, that's, that's another quote. 70% uh, uh, lower chance of severe illness – from Omicron, 70% lower chance of a severe illness. Yet we've got uh, Newsom here in California today. We we heard yesterday that he was going to come out with his booster mandate. He came out with it today. He is going to mandate all healthcare workers have to, they have to get the booster shot. But it, it and, and he says that it's because of Omicron. Yet here's the CDC saying there's a 70% chance of, of lower chance of it becoming a severe, severe illness. So if you didn't realize before what this was about, you should know that now, right? Again, I'm repeating myself, but you know, they're they're what's going on is as they've got this variant and it's not performing the way they wanted it to perform. They have to overhype it. They're overhyping it and they're rushing with they're rushing with the mandates, they're rushing with the power. Even though the, the CDC rush. is coming out and telling us otherwise. Right. Um the 74% uh, statistic is uh, uh, Going back to this Pfizer drug uh, that they're coming out with today, uh, I've I've reported on this previously, but it bears repeating. Seventy four percent of all FDA approved drugs. We're not even ones. We're not even talking about ones that are shoved out through the Emergency Use Act. These are the ones that get through. These are the ones that get through. Seventy four percent have ended up getting a black box warning attached to those drugs, and that means a severe side effect, like when you're watching a TV show and a commercial comes on and they go on for about five minutes rattling off all kinds of side effects like death, blindness, uh, kidney failure, uh, like like death uh, side effects. Um, that's what these black box warnings are. 74%. So... Um, and yet, for right that, now, Pfizer, nothing take, is listed. Nothing. Yeah, take that... Yeah, in fact, we don't. We're not. Uh, there's no informed consent. The reason why those commercials happen is because of a law called informed consent that you're supposed to know as a consumer what the risks are before you take a drug. We're not only not hearing any risk; we're being lied to as to what the risks are. 
with these shots. Now, I again, Skins and I have never told anybody we don't think you should get the shots. What we're trying to do is inform you so you can make, you can make a proper decision. So you can make an informed decision. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to shift gears. We're going to get into 2022. We're going to talk about breaking news. Guess who ran in 2016 who says he thinks he should get the nomination for president of the Republican Party in, in uh, 2024. Oh, I heard and about this And it ain't one. Trump. Brian Maloney from Red, Red Wave America is next. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. I'm super excited to have my buddy Brian Maloney with me. I was thinking this morning, he's filled in for me so much recently, but when was the last time I actually got to talk to him? Y'all have had Brian all to yourself, like night after night when I've been out, and I haven't even had a chance to talk to my buddy Brian Maloney from Red I Wave know. America. I know. <laughs> Andrea's missing well, her spicy fried chicken. Yes, so That's I'm right, so glad spicy. to have him with me. <laughs> That's right, the spicy fried chicken, you bet. And uh, we can have that at Christmas time, just like anything else, That's right? right, baby. Absolutely. I make my Eat own well. rules. Okay, That's so... Right. That's right. Um, 2022, everybody's talking about... Oh, we. I, I'm hearing this all over media everywhere. You know, with 2022, they're not going to know what hit them. That's what all these conservatives and media are saying. And it's just... Isn't this what Republicans always do? They always just take for granted that because things are, are not going well right now, there's some issues going on, like with the supply chain. We're going to get into some details on that. Biden made his speech today regarding that. Um, the border crisis, whatever the crisis is, Republicans just always go... We got this. Meanwhile, they take it for granted. And um, are you thinking, are, are you agreeing with me there? Or do you think that they're doing the right things to take 2022? No, I think so. I'm extremely frustrated right now. And I've been just on a rampage on Twitter in particular, because I think, you know, this is just like the same fear that I had uh, in the middle of, you know, summer of 2020. And I looked around and I said, you know, why is everybody coasting into this election? What's going on here? Why isn't anybody out there with a clear message uh, of, of what they're planning to do if elected or reelected or whatever? And that goes for, you know, not just one person, but, but quite a few. And I'm having that same feeling again. And what really, really, I think, bothers me is the, the sorry state of, I hate to say it, because I'm not here for happy talk and sugar-coated anything, and you're not either, and that's no. why we get along. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bottom, the bottom line here is that we have a, a, a really sad state of the conservative movement where we really don't have the leadership right now at all. What we have are social media narcissists who post things based on what they think will get the most likes and yep. shares and not what people need to hear. So it's rah-rah, happy talk, and then, whoa, why'd we get annihilated on election day? Well, because the social media narcissists that are always front and center, and by the way, they're the ones you know that have the front and center invitations to speak at these conventions, you know, which I'm going to get to in a second, but um, the bottom line here is that you know we need something a lot better than this. We need substance. And sometimes you're going to have to speak to the masses in a way of saying, hey, we've got to get out there and work. We've got to, you know, we've got to formulate a strategy. And we also need to say, hey, what, what is it that we stand for? Because I want to ask some of these people, hey, 
you know, you're a conservative media influencer, supposedly, you're all over Twitter or whatever. What do you stand for? You know, what do you want to see? You know, if we elect this person or that person, what do you want them to do? And what I find is there's no substance to a lot of these people at all. There's nothing there. And it's all about, you know, can I be the keynote speaker at CPAC or, you know, this, this one the other day, the, the turning point one, you know, the flashing lights, this, that's actually what set me off. The balloons and the lasers and the flashing lights and, whoa, isn't this exciting? Same old people speaking, uh, same old lack of substance, same old flash, and that will do nothing for winning next year's elections. Nothing. It just makes people feel good, but it doesn't accomplish anything. Yeah, in fact, I was talking about uh, Jesse Waters. He was trending on Twitter yesterday because of his, here's how you ambush and what the kill shot is on Fauci. And then, of course, the left went hysterical because he used the, these words ambush and kill shot. And I'm like, right. he, his, he, you know, if you're going to use ambush and kill shot, how about you actually come up with something that's going to kill uh, off Fauci? metaphorically speaking but the Wuhan lab thing was a bunch of crap because so it's it's all smoke and mirrors right it's to give the perception that this person on stage has actually got something that's going to really knock Fauci out when the real kill shot on Fauci and which nobody in the Republican Party including Rand Paul has been willing to say to his face is that he killed hundreds of thousands of Americans by denying therapeutics no Rand Paul wants to bust him on whether or not just like Jesse Waters we funded gain of function that was bad but that is not as bad as denying therapeutics and literally literally killing Americans by denying therapeutics and then paying hospitals to put them on ventilators and give them rem- remdesivir, which blows their kidneys out. Nobody's willing to say that. But oh, that, that got all this kill and ambush stuff, got all kinds of attention, and it was for nothing. It was a bunch of crap. Because you're, you're putting substance into an argument that you're formulating, and that's what we're not seeing. What we're seeing instead is what can I fit in a tweet that will get 20,000 likes and retweets? So we have social media narcissism yep. that is empty-headed and accomplishes nothing. And, you know, it's, just, it's the same hangers-on, and a lot of them are grifters. You know, a lot of them, it's like, oh, great, I got center stage at this the, the turning point thing the other day and great i could probably raise a lot of money off of that well so what what does that bring to anybody else right so you know people are continually giving their money to the wrong people to these think tanks in washington that do nothing uh election after they're not there uh you know when the election goes awry and people are needed in the streets or in the um county government offices to to watch the election recount these people are nowhere to be found. They're only around when there are TV cameras or when they can make a big splash on social media. So I'm fed up with these people. I'm sick of them. They're not interesting. They're not intelligent. Uh, you know, I don't even think they're as popular as they think they are. And they're actually really not famous people either, because outside of conservative circles, people have never heard of any of them. Right. And that we've had that going on for a long time because conservatives are shut out of popular media. Meanwhile, so these people see themselves as stars. You've seen them at CPAC. They, they oh, yeah. walk around like they're so big and they're nothing. They're absolutely nothing. No. Yeah. They're legends in their own mind. Right. We're talking right. to we're talking to Brian Maloney of Red Wave America. And that brings me to Trump. Because you're right. I mean, I'm not here to blow smoke up anybody's hiney, okay? I'm not here to slop sugars, we say in the in the South. And I don't advocate for party, and I don't advocate for any politician. I advocate for ideas and conservatism. And that means I'm an equal opportunity criticizer. I'm going to criticize anybody who's in the way between me and my liberty, okay? Anybody that's right. And anybody that's doing anything that's contributing to the tyranny on the part of the left, and that brings me to Trump. 
Uh, Trump, first of all, for him to, to go on a tour with Bill O'Reilly was the dumbest oh, political yeah. move ever. He should have been on with Joe Rogan if he's going to go on tour with anybody. Then yeah, he then he's rock. right. Then he finds himself shocked that anybody booed him, bragging about the boosters and 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 shoving these shots on people, saying that a hundred million people would have died, um, and that you're, if you doubt the shots, you're you know. I, and 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 I've already given this whole spiel. Um, it's one thing to to want to pat yourself on the back and say, "Look, I did a good thing by making these shots available to the American people." Um, but it, but what he needed to do was spend two seconds on that and spend all the rest of his time against Biden and the administration and every uh, person in any elected office anywhere in this country or any boardroom anywhere that is forcing these these shots. On the American right, people, right, forcing masks on the American people. So then yeah. let me fast forward the conversation and then I'll let you, you jump in here. So then yeah. today Biden congratulates him and gives him credit for the shots. And then Trump's response is um, uh, he was so pleased and happy that um, that he got the recognition to the point where he said, quote, it was tough to criticize Biden because Biden complimented him. Uh, what he should have said today, Brian Maloney, correct me if I'm wrong, is thanks for the pat on the back for the for the shots. But what you're trying to do and using them in your your uh, forced vaccines on the American people is communism. It's tyranny, authoritarianism, pick your ism. And it's wrong and it needs to stop. Well, and that's exactly right. And what the Biden uh what White House was doing, they actually did something correct for once strategically. They've been pretty awful uh, all year, pretty much. But this one was really smart on their mm-hmm. part because what they were doing was saying, hey, you know, when there are a million side effects to these vaccines, we're going to be sure to remind everybody that these were produced on Trump's watch. You know, we took credit for him in January, and now we're going to shift the credit over to Trump now that everybody is scared, you know, to, to death about them. So yeah. that was really, really clever. But so what we're seeing now is a year later, uh, Trump has even worse people around him with an even more muddled message. We're not seeing the fighting Trump at all. Nope. Uh, we're not seeing the Trump that is leading the way toward another race, which I don't think he's going to run. I don't know why everybody thinks he is. Um, so we're not seeing any. I thought that what his place was from here was a conservative movement leader. Yeah. Um, and I'm not seeing that. And the thing nope. that, that killed me the other day, was this word that he is endorsing, David Perdue, uh, in Georgia for the Republican gubernatorial nomination over, you know, over Vernon Jones, wow. um, which, which just killed. And I didn't see an official announcement, but the Purdue people were crawling. The Purdue Senate campaign, you know, which is the reason why we have this Senate 50-50 with Kamala as 51, uh, is because of those two stupid runoffs in Georgia that we lost. And none of those narcissists were there in the streets fighting in Georgia, you know, for that runoff. None of them were. But the bottom line is Purdue's campaign was the worst. It was a rhino campaign with no substance. He took all his orders from Washington, none from anybody on the ground in Georgia. He didn't take anybody's advice within his own state. Uh, and the bottom line was that's why he lost. Now he's going to run for governor against Brian Kemp. Well, you'll just end up with Brian Kemp all over again. Stacey Abrams isn't going to win, but Brian Kemp will just win again. And we'll be stuck with him. He's awful. So, I mean, this is the kind of stuff. Who who steered Trump toward a, a, an endorsement like that? So yeah, it was shocking. In the inner circle. 
Yeah, it was absolutely shocking. He continues to surround himself with squishy establishment people. For him to, um, for if, if he had any shot, he would be coming out so hard against any of these mandates, again, including masks on airlines. He's not it, at all. And he's not. No, he's not. In, in fact, he's lying to the American people, telling them that 100 million people would have died. But for these shots, that's just that is crazy talk. It's so it's so out in left field. Not even Fauci saying that. Even the Democrats aren't saying. No, nobody's saying so. that. And he's. I mean, he's to the left of the Democrats on that point. Yeah. And and for him to basically say, Biden and I now, it's time to heal. We're kumbaya on these shots. When you have partnered with Biden on the shots, you have completely lost me. We're done. We're absolutely done because there's not anybody in this country. We're looking out here in California now. Newsom using the Omicron to force it uh, to force boosters on people. It will never end. These man, these shots have nothing at all to do with what's inside these syringes. It has nothing at all to do with COVID. It has a hundred percent to do with ushering us into the to the communist collective, in which we will forever be a part of a system now to where we'll have social credit sco- scores. We're going to have. Uh, um, uh, cashless yeah, society, I mean, digital currency, yeah. social credit scores. Then you're you're not going to be able to shop. You're not going to be able to do anything unless you're in, un, no. under the good graces of the government. That's what this is about. And if Trump is going to be on board with that in any way, shape, or form, he is not my man, and he needs to go now. Ted well, Cruz, Ted Cruz is saying it should be yeah. him. Well, and that's absolutely it. And you know, you and I we're we're friends with a lot of you know social media connections with a lot of these people who. You know, I see them post their pictures. Oh, I was hanging around at Mar-a-Lago today with Trump. And the people that I see that are posting those pictures are always the worst possible people because I know they're adding nothing of substance to anything he might do in the future. So what he should have done was spent the last year reassessing who he hangs around with and getting rid of 99% of them or 100% of them because they steered him wrong. And the bottom line is, you know, cheating or no cheating. Uh, that re-election campaign was terrible. It was yeah. totally unfocused. We were, you and I were screaming about it on the radio last year. I was screaming about it on social media. You were too. Bottom line is, it should be a total, you know, just clean the, the slate and pick people who know what they're doing, how to strategize and move forward. Not people who look good lounging by the pool at Mar-a-Lago, and that's what it still is, and that's why it's going nowhere. And that's why I think he doesn't even run, because yeah. if they're not willing to make those changes, forget it. Nobody's going to be on board this time. Right, and he's not willing to. He's he's on board with these shot mandates. He'll throw out a little statement, I'm not for the mandates, but I'm for the shots, and then he just blows right over it. So he's not, He's when he's hearing that the Supreme Court is going to hear these mandates, and the people, there's people um, being uh, arrested outside of, rest, being kicked out of restaurants and arrested over these shot mandates and these passports and five-year-olds are now going to be fo- be forced to take it. Uh, and he's saying nothing. Uh, on, then on and top we're going to of- lose that in the Supreme Court, by the way. We're going to lose that because Amy Comey Barrett can't wait to side with the left on that. We're going to lose, lose, lose. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just brace yourself now for that. Don't even think anything else. She is consistently on the left side on every, almost every issue. I mean, it, she's been a disaster from, from day one. I don't know why anybody was... Uh, between her and Kavanaugh, I mean, you know, who needs enemies with friends like that? I uh, warned about both of those in the nomination process. And Trump yeah. also was not, uh, has not come out and said he's defending that he didn't fire Fauci, which tells me that for four years he didn't fire anybody that he needed to fire, and he's not going to go there and rat out the deep state again. So next. Okay, so Cruz, real quickly before I have to let you go, he said, you yeah. know, usually he's already staking his claim. He's saying usually it's the runner-up that gets the nom- nomination the next time. Your thoughts? Uh, you talking about Ted Cruz? Ted Cruz. 
Oh, oh, you think Ted Cruz will run again? He he said today. He said, you know, normally it's the runner-up who gets the nomination, and you know what? I'm I, I'm ready. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got to become a lot more likable. He's got to <laughs> yeah. make changes, but but I mean, and he hasn't even really been much of a fighter lately either. He's been pretty quiet, so I don't know. But I mean, maybe in a pinch, maybe that's who you go for. I don't know if DeSantis will turn out to be what people think. I mean, it just reminds me of Scott Walker in 2016, who fizzled out like right off the bat and was at board. I don't know if this is going to be any better. So I mean, Ted Cruz, who knows? It could be. Who knows who could be the nominee? Uh, I mean, I tell you, it could be somebody nobody's even thinking of. I'd kind of like that. I'd kind of like a complete outsider, somebody who has absolutely no connection, somebody who never served in Congress, somebody who has never been yeah. hanging out on the party circuit, never been bumping up against, you know, um, acting all tough and, you know, on the floor. And then they're all out at, you know, um, old Ebbett having cocktails later, you know, somebody completely yeah. outside of D.C. Trump was never a complete outsider. Um, because he was friends with Hill and he, he, and he had to, he had to maneuver amongst them in order to get, you know, his billion dollar. And by the way, I don't hate Trump. That's not the message here. Brian oh, and I no, do not hate no, Trump. No, 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 no. Not at all. But what we're we doing is improvements and we didn't get them. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is what we're doing is we're providing critical and uh, critical thinking and analysis to somebody's job performance, right? Because when we yeah. hire these elected officials, their job is to perform. And that's how we need to evaluate them. Just like I, I, I was just like I didn't Trump's mean tweets didn't bother me and I didn't care about his rough language. It is the same reason why now it's not about whether or not I like him. I'm, I, I objectively analyze the person. Right. So that's where I'm coming from. I'm way over a break. Wrap us up, Brian Maloney. No, I think you're right. The mean, I would have rather had the mean tweet fighter than what we have now, which is taking calls from Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell, which is the lamest, dumbest thing imaginable. You know, we've got Carl Rove on Fox and we've got all the worst people out there. Uh, So we need to just, uh, you know, use some language we can't use on the radio and just clean house here. Really? Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for being here, my dear. And you have a very Merry Christmas. You too. All right. Stay tuned. I I kept him way over. He's such a good... I could just do hours and hours with my buddy, Brian Maloney. But I got another buddy waiting to share with you guys his response to Joe Biden today and what Biden actually had had the, the guts to say about the supply chain. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on ourfreenation.org. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before I bring in my buddy Dave, El- Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor, there's a big story today that's kind of interesting. This uh, truck driver of a semi um says that his brakes failed before he crashed into traffic um, but he was going 84 miles per hour driving a semi and there was stopped traffic due to a due to another crash ahead and uh, he ended up uh killing four people amongst a major uh, many cars involved in this accident and uh, due to the laws of Colorado that the the sentences be served consecutively he ended up being sentenced to over 100 years in uh, in prison. And what I find interesting here is, and I don't know, I, I didn't listen to this trial. I don't know, is there should be evidence of the brakes failing, but going 84 miles per hour of a semi truck, you're responsible when you, anytime you hit anybody rear end, you're responsible because you're supposed to be traveling at a safe enough distance to be able to stop yourself. Going 84 miles per hour in a semi truck, 
the, and killing four people. I don't think he should have ever seen the light of day. I, four and 4.6 million people signed the petition that he should have a reduced sentence. 4.6 million people. You're, we we can't get 4.6 million people to, to to you know stop the the tyranny that's going on at the southern border. But we got 4.6 million people upset that this dude's going to spend the rest of his life in jail after he killed four people. I would just be curious to know, Andrea, if he was going a lot slower. So let's say, you know, you see the semis drive at much slower speeds usually. If the brakes still failed, would the accident still have turned out the same? That's, I mean, I would need to know more information on that. 84, yeah, well, maybe we'll have to research 84 for a semi is flying. 84 miles per hour in a semi is a deadly weapon. And, you know, and maybe the brakes fail because there was no way to stop this train that was going 84 miles per hour in time. So maybe that's what the brake failure was. Anyway, got to bring bring in my man Dave Elhoff. I didn't bring him on to to talk about that story, but I had to bring it to your guys' attention. And maybe Elhoff wants to weigh in on this before we talk about the economy. Well, I'll tell you, AK. You know. By the way, Merry Christmas, Dynamite. Merry Christmas to you, baby. All right. So, yeah, anything going eighty-four miles an hour is a weapon. So I have no idea. I don't have any information about it. So I can't really comment on right or wrong on it because, you know, there's a lot of devil in the details when you get down to this of what actually happened. True. He but he was convicted. So I guess the question is, do you think somebody convicted of killing four people should spend the rest of their life in jail? I think they should. And I just find it astounding that this is what got 4.6 million, million uh, Americans up in arms to sign a petition. Meanwhile, we've got our southern border wide open. And I think a, a, an al-Qaeda terrorist was recently. We know uh, we know that fentanyl is coming across. We know the cartel is coming across. Child trafficking is happening. We've got hundreds of thousands of people coming here to, to bleed us dry economically. Uh, I, you know, I think we've got bigger issues that 4.6 million people should be should be caring about. Don't you, Elhoff? I would think so. <laughs> you know, I mean, really, you talk about what we really need to be thinking about is all this money that people want to spend and spending our kids and grandkids' future dollars today. Yeah. That is the problem, is to getting a hold of the deficit. You know, it's not going to affect me. But it's going to affect my kids and grandkids. And that's what bothers me is that they keep on spending money like a drunken sailor. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've been in that boat. But at the same point. Well, you were drunk in Air Force. You were drunk in Air Force. No, I wasn't <laughs> in, in a Navy. I was in the Navy. I thought you were Air Force. No, I was backseat F4, F14 guy. Okay, that's right. No wonder I like you more. You're Navy, not Air Force. Sorry about that. No, no insult intended. But we like our Air Force people. <laughs> um, but not at all. But but I tell you what, we got bigger problems. You're absolutely correct. AK, yeah, is that there's a lot more bigger problems on there than worrying about some of these isolated to get get people's eyes off the ball. Right. You know, exactly. What is the real problem? Yeah, the real problem is we got Joe Biden coming out today addressing the supply chain issue, saying he literally said today, great news. The supply chain crisis never occurred. He went on to say that the shelves are stocked. 
I mean, this was this was somebody said today this was uh, uh, Leonid Bred- Brezhnev level propaganda from the 70s. And it's so true. I mean, the United States president comes out and basically tells you out there at the same time, Fox News has a, has an article on it saying that pet owners like myself who can't get dog food or, you know, have our little sad dogs looking at us because they can't get the food that they want. We're being lied to. We've got a major, major supply chain crisis. Microchips, they uh, they announced today, Elhoff, we're not going to get certain microchips uh, back again until I think maybe 2023. So this is really a problem that we're facing economically, isn't it? And it's going to, because it's going to affect inflation, it's going to keep the prices escalated. Absolutely. For certain things, you're absolutely correct, AK, because, you know, when you talk about microchips, that affects a lot of things. That it affects iPhones, it affects all the kind of phones that are working out there now, it affects cars. It affects computers. It affects all that. Yeah. And that is where the problem is. And it's all related to the problem that we have with China. Yeah. And one of my things that is kind of frustrating me in this conversation is that I don't really hear enough people talking about um, even conservatives and media that when I see these ships, you know, today, Biden is saying, well, they were waiting out there 12 days. Now it's down to five. There shouldn't be any ships out there at all. The reason when I see the ships out there and I see that these port issues, I'm looking at the fact that that's a symptom of a problem, because to me, the problem is we're importing way too much. And why are we importing? Because we've had both parties for too long obsessed with being a part of the global economy instead of the American economy. And so they did not do what they needed to do to ensure that the business environment here, the conditions on the ground were friendly enough for people to start up a business, grow a business and keep it operational here. We, you know, we had, you know, uh, I remember in the, uh, uh, one of the reasons Obama got elected was everybody was upset over outsourcing all the jobs that were leaving the United States. And you know what? They haven't come back and we don't have, we've got too much taxation and regulation. Trump did a huge, huge um uh made a huge you know um impact in terms of rolling that back but it wasn't enough to stop decades of businesses and manufacturers going uh, uh, overseas and i'll tell you what you know if you look at everything that's taken place since joe biden took in place it's the exact opposite of what trump did and i'm not saying i agree with you trump wasn't perfect and yes, he has some issues, but I tell you what, he had the economy yes. clicking along fine until this COVID thing came along. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the things that I heard today from somebody who owns a trucking company is that the lockdowns, one of the biggest issues is you can't lock down education centers and truck driving schools for over a year and then think that you're not going to have a problem with labor. On top of the fact that they've now made it to where you can't drive a truck until you're at least 21. So we created these lockdowns of which I got a bus Trump on that. He was the first one to go, okay, 14 days to flatten the curve. And then we had things like these uh, these truck driving academies closed down for over a year. So that's been a huge factor on him. And then he mentioned regulations. And he said Trump was the, was the first president in many in decades who actually understood the industry and did the right things for it in terms of uh, easing regulations. And we need to get that back. Um, so, AK, what I want to tell people out there tonight is this, is that there are solutions to their financial situation, especially when they're coming to retirement. But what they see and what I see 
is very different. They probably haven't had 40 years of experience of taking a look at their situation. I have. And I am able to tell you that most people, they can't see what's coming down the road. With a decreasing population of workers, with the fact that we have 64, more baby boomers turning 65 next year than ever before. And with the fact that most of these people have less than a hundred thousand dollars in savings. So what are you going to do about retirement? That's what I help people do. 30 seconds. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you and, and also then having get a hold of you, which at the same time gets them to be able to see the movie, the baby boomer dilemma. Yes, 619-548-0965. Text me your email. I will send you a free ticket to be able to watch a baby boomer in the comfort of your own home. The Baby Boomer Dilemma, 619-548-0965. It's a life-changing movie for you to watch. And it's usually twenty nine ninety nine. So this is El Hoff's Christmas present to you guys. It's news you can use. It's information you can use so that you can make good decisions for your for your retirement and for your future. And you got to be figuring it out because this inflation is here to stay and it's only going to get worse. Elhoff, Merry Christmas to you, my dear friend. Merry Christmas, AK. Have a great one. Thank you. All right. Now y'all stay tuned. we got a couple minutes left on the show. Don't go away now. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. During the break, we were saying family wearing matching pajamas on Christmas, yay or nay. I'm not. We're, we'll keep our comments to ourselves, and we'll let you guys decide on that. So Durham, uh, you know, not much to share on this story. Durham announced today that he is investigating the Clinton uh, uh, campaign uh, for their role in Darshenko's uh, Steele dossier because we all know that uh, her campaign is the is the one that paid for that smear file. He has indicated that he is open to her testifying. Um, but that still doesn't mean anything to me because, you know, Bill Clinton actually testified in the Monica Lewinsky and that whole situation. He actually lied under oath and, you know, didn't pay any price for it. So the long and the short for me is uh, I don't believe that Hillary Clinton will ever pay a price for anything that she did related to uh, the spying, the paying uh, foreign agents to conduct a smear file, to create a smear file that was used to spy legally on Americans. I don't think she'll pay a price for violating the Espionage Act or anything else she did. Now, there's a lot of Americans that that's their big beef with Trump. Well, yeah, they did. when he when the people chanted lock her up, they it, they meant it and they didn't just mean it with her. They meant it with, with they were tired of two sets of laws, one for the elites and one for us. And that remains. And in fact, it's actually gotten worse. Hey, thank you uh, to the listeners tonight. Thank you, Skins. Thank you, Brian Maloney and Dave Elhoff. And we'll see you all tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time, with more stories and breaking news. Hopefully, I won't have to repeat myself. <laughs> see you all then. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.